Thank you so much for pressing play on the latest edition of the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast, your weekly dip into the world's game. You can play right here in the Great Lakes State of Michigan. How's it going? My name is Robert Kerr, host of the program, recovering from an amazing weekend of soccer. Saturday night, had the pleasure to be on the call for Oakland County FC versus Kalamazoo FC in a must win for both teams to make uh, the USL 2 playoffs they have to reach the top two spots out of seven teams and oakland county came out with an amazing four three thriller and that sets up a big week ahead for oakland county as they go head to head in their final two games with afc ann arbor who lost against flint on saturday so the two sides will go head to head on Wednesday at Pioneer High School in Ann Arbor, and then Sunday in the regular season finale at Royal Oak High School. Uh, I know I had a hard time going to sleep after Saturday night's victory, and so uh, this week, uh, who knows what will happen from there. So summer league soccer starting to uh, reach its crescendo. Uh, Lots of good stuff happening in Midwest Premier League. USL 2 in this fight for the playoffs as well as the variety of other leagues, men's and women's. Please be sure to check out last week's uh, feature. It was a great sit-down interview with three of the stalwarts of Oakland County FC, but it's uh, largely a story of friendship over a long time. The three guys didn't know a time without each other. They remembered their first memories as playing soccer in Rochester as first graders and been playing ever since, but... Three very different routes to Division I uh, college ball. All three went to three different schools, but all took very different routes, both high school, travel, academy. And and then they all reunited each summer through their collegiate careers at Oakland County. So be sure to check that out on the Michigan Soccer Central YouTube. Great conversation with those gentlemen. And then check out the podcast feed, over 100 episodes on your favorite audio streaming platforms. Uh, The previous week before, we talked to high school state champs on the girls' side from Stony Creek. Great conversation with them. A repeat Miss Michigan, uh, uh, Miss Soccer Michigan in that interview as well. So be sure to check that out. And we've got a great feature this week as well. A little bit of a departure from the players' side. We have a little bit of an MLS Next explainer, and I know I was somewhat clear on what it was. You know, elite youth uh, organization or league that kind of took over for the DA when the, the federal uh, USSF stepped out of that realm and MLS created MLS Next to kind of fill in that section of the uh, landscape and to get this uh, lowdown on MLS Next, we got Michigan Jaguars uh, head coach and MLS Next Academy director Pete Pasaski on the program on the heels of the Jaguars U16 team that went to the MLS Next national semifinal. And so we get to hear a little bit about that uh, great run, his team, as well as uh, what MLS Next is all about. So tune in for that here on the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. 
Welcome back here on the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. Uh, We're going to dip into the elite youth game here because recently the Michigan Jaguars U16 MLS next side made it through to the national semifinal to get a little bit of an explainer on what MLS next is, what its goals are, its footprint in Michigan, and a little bit about uh, the achievement and the, uh, the tournament run itself. I've got Michigan Jaguars head coach and MLS next Academy director, Pete Pasoski. Welcome. And thank you for joining us here on the Michigan soccer central podcast. Thank you very much, Robert. Uh, pleasure. Um, appreciate you having me on. And like I said, the U16 side uh, in your academy uh, made it to the semifinals, but I just want to start off with uh, listeners who don't know exactly what MLS Next is. Can you explain what it is and what its goals are? Sure, sure. Um, MLS, the the professional league, uh, top platform for for soccer in our country, um, a few years ago stepped in um, when U.S. soccer kind of pulled out of the youth landscape. Uh, You know, many years ago, I guess, well, not that many um, but a handful of years before that process happened, U.S. soccer um, you know, looked at the landscape of, of youth soccer in the country and decided they needed a national platform um, that, that they would, you know, run and position and all put the divisions together, the clubs, all that kind of stuff. And, and that was called the USDA. Um, that uh, recently they decided U.S. soccer could no longer support that. So the MLS, um, I think, recognizing the, the need for such a, a platform um, decided to step in and sponsor the league themselves. So all of the MLS professional teams um, in our country have academies that play in um, this platform and this MLS next platform. And um, I think, you know, it's, it's arguably, uh, well, I would, I would argue certainly uh, the top platform in the country. Uh, so all of, you know, a lot of the top clubs around, and then obviously we have professional academies that are a part of it also. Uh, were you serving in this role before, like the the rebranding or the, the the change over to MLS Next? Were you the academy director in its uh, former state? Yeah, you know, actually, um, the state of Michigan only had at that point when U.S. Soccer was in charge, there was only two clubs um, that were a part of the USDA. Um, that was Vardar and the Wolves. And then when the MLS stepped in, they, I think they they felt that the the footprint of soccer in the state of Michigan was large enough to support more. Um, so we went through the application process um, with the higher ups at, at MLS Next, and you know, just kind of explain to them who we who we are and what our goals are as a as a youth soccer club in the state. Um, obviously, our location and and what our footprint is, what type of players we draw. And luckily enough, they decided to um, to accept us in. So we have been in since the first year. Um, that first year, we were just U13 and U14, um, but we've grown now all the way through. Um, so where we have the full platform. So that's under 13, under 14, under 15, under 16, under 17, and then it skips to under 19, which is a combined age group. And so uh, recently, I, like I said at the top of the program, uh, the your U16 team that you coach yourself uh, went to the, the semifinals, um, and I think it was down in Texas, and before you kind of, I want to hear the details and the excitement of that run, but sure. um, is MLS Next typically, is it league-based or tournament-based? So it's it's definitely league-based, um, you know, with a 10-month season. So our boys who are, are of high school age do not play high school soccer. 
Um, they stay with us um, for the for the entire like kind of calendar year, I guess you would say, uh, soccer calendar year. Um, so we'll start up. We're on a break right now as, as the playoffs just ended. We'll start back up in in August, beginning of August, and um, that season will run all the way till June. Um, and we take a we take a break, um, you know, around that December January time where we take another month off. So overall, it's, it's a ten month season. And so the group that you had uh, in this in this season would most likely be you know much the same going into the next age group. Um, no, not quite. Uh, we, we've, we'll have quite a few changes. Um, we've had a handful of the boys who were, um, lucky enough to be offered spots with MLS professional academies. Um, so they've decided to move on, um, and, and go and, and chase their, their professional dream by, by joining an academy, um, and, and actually moving out of state. So pretty cool for those boys. They're, they're you know, very exciting. Um, that they're going to have that opportunity, but yeah, we'll 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 look a little bit different um, for the coming year. But that's okay. That's that's a part of the process. Um, that's very exciting news. Could you like name the names of those players that sure. were, were going to the next level? Yeah, um, Salvatore Donato um, is is going to join Columbus Crew. Um, Colton Swan is going to join the Colorado Rapids, and then Ren Sylvester is going down, and, and he's going to join FC Dallas. Um, and we actually had a couple other boys, you know, with some trials that, that didn't quite work out, whether it be timing or, you know, whatever other logistical reasons. Um, so there's, you know, there's a few more who, who may have those opportunities. Um, it was a very good group top to bottom. So, um, but yeah, we're excited for those, for those three that, that have had that chance and have accepted it at this point. Have the Jaguars uh, reached this level of the competition before? Uh, no, no, actually this was our, um, first crack at the playoffs with any of our groups. Um, we only do playoffs at U15 and above. Um, the U13s and the U14s don't have a final like playoff, um, but the, but U15 and above does. Um, so we managed to get in um, only having, you know, three of the four possibilities, but that's fantastic. Very Our first exciting. time in the playoffs and it was a heck of a run. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess let's get into that run a bit. Like, how did you qualify for the tournament and like how many games did you actually get to play down there? Yeah, so um, there's two ways to qualify for, for um, MLS next playoffs. Um, there's, a, there's one event, it's called the Flex event. Certain of our league games count towards that. Um, and then if you're high enough in, in your divisional standings, you go to an event, um, you know, in the Northern Virginia, Baltimore, D.C. area um, where you play like three game, like a little mini three game tournament. Um, you know, if, if you're tied, you go to a shootout. It's fun. It's exciting. It's fast paced. Three games in four days. You win your group and you get an automatic spot in the playoffs. We unfortunately weren't able to do that. Um, I thought we had a very good event, got a little unlucky, um, but felt good about where we were. Uh, but luckily enough for us. Uh, we finished high enough through our regular season league play. They took two teams out of our division. Um, and lucky for us, one, the one, one of the teams above us actually did win their flex group. So we got bumped up a spot and, and, uh, and made it in. So we qualified through the league path. Um, actually, it was in pretty interesting. And the, the fun started before the playoffs did because we went to soccer's um, needing to tie or win. Um, if they beat us, they would have jumped us in the standings and taken our spot in the playoffs. And we were down four to one with 22 minutes to go and, and managed to tie the game four to four and qualified for playoffs. So that was our final game before we went to the playoffs. 
And uh, when was that? Uh, the when would, when does the season end? And like, kind of what? How did? Yeah, first weekend of June. First weekend of first June, week- and then they give us yeah a couple weeks to recover and 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 train a little bit more, try and get healthy, and then and we were off down to Dallas um, around that seventeenth or so. So springtime was uh, was a pretty wild time, and uh, <laughs> I, I can't imagine a three goal comeback uh, with the with the season on the line. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, the boys have been fantastic, you know, just as a total group. Um, they're a very confident group, uh, probably more so than, than some of the staff members at times, which is good and bad. But in um, that circumstance with those last 22 minutes, I believe it was, yeah, they uh, they really stepped up and, and it, it was exciting. It was interesting for sure. <laughs> so what is the uh, – we, we touched on some players that uh... – did so well to, to, to go to those MLS uh, academies. Um, what's the kind of makeup of the, the team in general and the, the MLS n- next um, players? Are they from the, the Metro Detroit area or do people kind of come from out of town? Like what is the makeup of the squads? Yeah. You know, with the club uh, home base being in Novi, um, I would say the majority of our players are, are, are from the Metro Detroit area, but yeah, we've got, you know, boys who come over from the East side who want to be a part of it with us. Um, some boys from the Lansing area Ann Arbor. So the footprint's fairly large. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, they're all, you know, West side of Metro Detroit. And then uh, you have a fair amount of, uh, what does no or does uh, Michigan kind of uh, is that any different? Obviously, there's like the big states of California and Texas. I'm sure there's quite a number of uh, teams, but uh, does Michigan have more or less clubs than most states? Yeah, difficult for me to answer. You know, to be honest with you, um, I will say, you know, the Metro Detroit area having the three of us with with the the Jags, uh, Wolves, and Vardar. Um, you know, I think that's probably right up there, you know, maybe behind like a New York City and an L.A., kind of like you mentioned. But, um, you know, I, I lived and worked in Philadelphia for quite some time, and I think they've got two. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's the, the soccer has been noticed by the league in the state for sure. Um, you know, with us not having an MLS franchise either, I think, you know, that helps to a certain degree. Um, but, yeah, we've got the three right here in Metro Detroit and then, you know, over on the west side of the state. Uh, Midwest United, um, you know, with their base there to draw players from the West side. So, yeah, they, so, they've pretty much covered a good chunk of the state. So uh, with you um, working with some of the best players in the area in these these young age groups, uh, for, for parents that might be listening, what, what age group would you say players uh, need to really start to get, like, really serious and just, like, like a commitment to, to, to play mm-hmm. at this kind of level? Wow, uh, difficult question to answer, right? Um, a, w- when the boys are asking for it, you know, when when the players are asking for it, then it's probably time. Um, I will also say, you know, the the sooner you're involved in the environment, the better. Um, you know, we have pretty high standards within the league. Um, you know, we have to the the U13s train three days a week. Um, everything above that goes four. So you know, it's it's four trainings. They limit the the wear and tear of the games. We do have double fixture weekends um, where we will we, play a Saturday and a Sunday. Um, but we also just sometimes just play once on a weekend and then, you know, we'll get weekends off and stuff like that. Like I said, it's, it's a 10 month season. So um, the physical toll of playing, um, you know, a game in the league is a lot. 
especially with the substitution rules that we have. You get the U15 um, and above, and, and we go with, you know, like the soccer you see on TV, where, uh, you know, it's a roster of 18 guys. You get three moments to make subs. Um, once a player is out, they're out. So some of the boys have to go 90 minutes, you know, and, and to do that back-to-back is difficult. So um, the standards, I think, help uh, develop players, right? That's why we wanted to be a part of the league, um, you know, to, to be in this environment for our best players, um, we feel is, is, you know, second to none. And, and so if the players want to be in it, then for me, I would say probably arguably the sooner the better, you know, again, once they are asking for it, because it is a lot and it's difficult <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So the players got to have that appetite, that hunger to play more to, you know, push, push, push. Like, yeah, that, that, that's the same point. If they if they're already playing a lot and they want more, that's probably a good indication to to, to take that that next step up. Um, of the the recent run to the uh, national semifinals, could you pick out like one moment that uh, that'll kind of hang with you? Uh wow! I mean, honestly, there were quite a few. <laughs> if I have to pick one, I think. So we beat St. Louis City, the MLS club, um, their professional academy. We beat their under-16s in the second game, I believe it was, in a shootout. Um, we'd given up a late goal. Um, boys worked really hard and battled back. I think we gave up a goal in extra time, maybe around the 90th, 91st, 92nd minute. Um, battled. We were down one nothing earned a corner kick in like the 96th or 97th minute. Wonderful ball. Boys all put their heart on the line. I think it was Colton got on the end of it, ties the game. Referee didn't even take a kickoff. Um, so we tied the game on literally the last last touch of the ball. We've tied the game. And um, at that point, all the other games around us have now ended. Um, either their shootout started before ours did, or they were just done in their regular time. And so now as, as we are heading into the penalties, the entire field is lined. And when Ez makes the save at the end to win the shootout, which I think was like the ninth or 10th shooter, maybe something like that. Uh, or that might've been the first game. And I, I, maybe Ezra stopped three of the five. I don't know. He had a heck of an event. Uh, we, we did win a couple shootouts. Um, I think it was actually the St. Louis one where he, he might've stopped three of the five. Um, and absolutely just chaos is everybody rushed the field. Uh, some of our players who were now at Columbus, um, some of our players who were at other places now were running out there with their teams, random teams that just happened to be walking by and the field just getting absolutely swamped while security was trying to run around and clear people off is probably something that I won't forget uh, for quite some time. I can imagine. Um Jumping around a little bit, so going back to the player who might be interested in getting in, how 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 do they get on the radar to, 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 to hop in at this MLS next level. Yeah. Uh, a couple of ways, you know, uh, emailing us with interest is a good one. Um, we like to do everything above board, right? So um, letting their coaches and their clubs know that they have an interest in it and they want to express that interest to us. Um, it's probably step one. Um, and then from there, you know, we'll, we'll try and gather information if we can on players. Um, but mostly, honestly, it's um, we do, talent identification nights um, and they generally start in like January, probably February. And we'll run those all the way through May, um, you know, once or twice a month 
where we allow players from outside to come in. They register, they come out for the night. Um, and we try and do that as often as possible, again, because you don't want to make decisions on players um, in a 30-minute window, right, or an hour window. Um, plus, we get to know them as people, which is, for us, equally as important. Um, and they get to know us, also equally important, right? Because, again, like I said, it's a lot and it's hard. And so, you know, we want people who want to be with us um, and are confident in, in our platform and, and the way we do things. Um, and so when those ups and downs happen, you know, it's, it makes it a little bit easier for everybody to, to get through both sides of that uh, if they believe that they want to be with us. So the more opportunity we get to spend with these boys, the better, right? Because they get to know us and our styles and our personalities and what we like and how we go about things and vice versa. You know, we get to see how they train. What are their attitudes like? What are they like off the ball? You know, how are they when they're not on the field? So the more opportunities we get for those things, the better. Um, but yeah, so we try and make it a fairly lengthy process if possible. I bet that uh, uh, you're happy to have a relief after the conclusion of the season and all that uh, <laughs> talent identifying and all that. I bet that, that you, this is like your one moment to release the pressure. Yeah, yeah. The spring gets a little bit hectic. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, with playoffs looming and are you going to go or are you not going to go and flex events and shootouts and, and identification sessions and tryouts and all that stuff. Absolutely. It, it becomes a lot. Um, but it's fun too, right? So it goes by so fast. Uh, but yeah, right now, um, you know, the boys are on a break. So well, the staff will go on a little bit of a break as well. Um, try and recharge the batteries a little bit and start it again in uh, probably less than a month. Yeah, I was going to say, um, before we go, what's what's the next thing on the uh, the radar for you guys? Yeah, season will start up in August. Um, we'll, we'll start training with the boys early on in August. Um, you know, we've got new players in. Um, you know, trying to organize our groups and, and make sure um, that we can fit the boys into, um, you know, to fit them into to our system and our style, what we're looking for from players, set those standards early on, um, you know, the expectations of, of what they have to do to, to follow their dreams and, and, and achieve their goals. Um, we try and help them with that. And, and then, you know, we start playing soccer right away. So it's, it's, it's a good time. It sounds like it. I mean, you're, you're living the soccer life uh, 100% by the sound of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm very lucky. Very, very lucky. And we've got fantastic boys and a fantastic staff um, who, do, who do a great job. And, and they were all down there for the event. Um, and, and those guys, you know, they, they live it uh, just as much. I was lucky enough to be the head coach for the team. Uh, but I, there's no way that I can take the credit for it. You know, A, the players. Um, and their parents for getting them there and supporting them off the field because it's very hard. Uh, but then the staff, uh, you know, I think each one of them absolutely contributed, whether it was a tactical piece, a physical, you know, recognition piece, um, an emotional helping with the boys or me, you know, uh, I'm very lucky with the staff that we have and they, um, they have play a crucial role with all of our, all of our successes, no doubt about it. Well, congratulations on the uh, the great run this spring, and uh, thanks for sharing uh, so much time with us uh, to explain MLS Next and uh, what the Michigan Jaguars have been accomplishing in that league. So head coach and uh, MLS Next Academy Director for Michigan Jaguars, Pete Pasoski, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us here on Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. Well, it was my pleasure, Robert. I was happy to. I really appreciate it. 
Thank you so much to this week's guest, Pete Pasoski, the Michigan Jaguars uh, MLS Next Academy Director and head coach of that U16 team that did so well to reach the national semifinals. Thanks to him and all of the guests that we've had on the show. That is the, the big bulk of the program with them. The show doesn't go. Thank you to the Pete and all the guests in the past. Thank you, listener. And thank you, Jenny Hajnaki, who usually edits all of these programs. And then the MLS or the Michigan Soccer Central Core team. A lot of MLS this week. Uh, but big thanks to the Michigan Soccer Central Core team. Uh, without you guys, this show doesn't go either. And then so I am going to be uh, filling my week with Oakland County FC action, like I said at the top of the program, Wednesday night in Ann Arbor, and then Sunday afternoon, the conclusion at Royal Oak High School Stadium. So I know I'm going to, and hopefully a win will put me over the top, but everybody, until next time, please enjoy your soccer. Mexican Soccer Central!